Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we talk about an episode of Parks and Recreation that we recently watched. And this week, we're watching season six, episode 13, Chris and Ann. And uh, it's been building to this for some time, but uh, Chris and Ann are leaving the show. So, but not our hearts. But not our hearts. And uh, that voice that you heard. That was Jeremy. That's me. He's all the way across town, and I'm here in my office, and it's the internet that makes it all happen. And so, internet friends, let's talk about this episode. Uh, let's get to it. Jeremy, how, how are you doing today? I'm well. I am well. I uh, Yeah. It's a morning where I can watch Parks and Rec uh, right before the podcast, and so it's fresh, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling you. It's cold, but it's bright, and, yes. and things things are happening. So what about you? I'm great. Uh, How you doing? I, I am so good. I am teaching a class right uh, this semester, mm-hmm. and spring break is like one week away, and I, I'm so excited <laughs> to have spring break. It's going to be great. I love spring break. Yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't mean I have less to do because I have like all the prep stuff for the class in the future that I have to do, but I don't have to drive anywhere for a week which is gonna be nice yeah and there's not like this group of people that are counting on you like just out there like weighing in the back of your mind yeah that's how i feel anyway really that's how you feel about your your students they're like counting on you well not counting but just like they're they're out there somewhere you know Ah, yeah just waiting waiting for grades (laughs) (laughs) or something i don't know i don't know how teaching works yeah, well, good thing that you and I are both, uh, you know, employed by colleges and universities, and uh, we're good to go. Yeah. yeah, good to go. So, uh, Jeremy, what uh, what are some of your impressions on this episode before we jump into talking through it? Oh, that's kind of how I summed the whole episode oh. up. Just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a cute one. Yeah, eight point oh. eight on IMDb. I, I think don't believe that at all. I, I know. I didn't either. Uh, but that is that is the truth that I'm telling you right now. That infuriates me. Eight point eight. Why? Why does that? Why? I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> this whole episode is fine. It's the Mark Brandanowitz of this season, I think. <laughs> wow. So, <coughs> in that both of them left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but two people leave. Mm-hmm. So it's even more Mark Brandanowitz. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, I thought, yeah, I I thought it was a little bit better than fine. I like the 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 sappiness of it all. I thought it was a good send off. It was a good send off episode for two characters that uh, you know that are our show favorites, and uh, I thought they did a good job. And they kind of you know said goodbye to everybody and in the ways that you know those characters kind of I don't know not deserve but represented. Uh-huh. So like Jerry, Larry. Gary, I thought his whole situation was great. So, um, but yeah. Oh, what about you? What'd you, you, what'd you think about this other than it's fine? What uh, sticks- I think the, uh, hmm. I thought the, the guy's gift problem plotline, you know, I thought that was more special than, uh, Leslie and Anne saying goodbye to each other because Leslie was like, go over the top on everything. 
Right. And the guys were like, do the bare minimum, but then do something very meaningful. <laughs> Which right. It's like, you know, kind of what I aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that connects me to my friend as I'm heading out the door that I can give him for his birthday right now? Because I've put zero thought into this. But yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I love that they they give him a gift they give Chris a gift card <laughs> for pots and pans. And it's, I'm looking I was looking for new pots and he says it's like no. That's actually four pans. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's we got you a card for three pans. Uh yeah. So that kind of uh that was more I don't know, it just resonated more than I'm gonna throw a party with all the holidays. I didn't like that very much. Yeah, but I think it kind of set it up so they can say goodbye to, you know, that side of everything. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. The party was was interesting. Yeah. Well, interesting is a word. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So let's just jump in here. Um, okay. As I scroll IMDb, I am seeing this ad for a show called The Consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I that too. I don't know what that is. It's bothering me. I don't know. Why don't you do, you do the podcast? I'll watch the uh, the trailer. Watch the trailer. Okay. All right. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's do that. Uh, so it starts off cold open. Leslie's on the phone, very oh, upset whoa. that she's not able to uh, have That's, indoor fireworks. It's pretty Are impressive. You watching that trailer. Yeah. This is <laughs> wow. Sorry. Continue. No. 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 I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so uh, she wants that. <laughs> Should we do a, a the consultant podcast instead? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Leslie's upset that she's unable to have indoor fireworks because Anne had mentioned that she wanted that like five years ago or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she's on the phone trying to get her way, uh, because she is, uh, reminiscing about all of her, her memories and, uh, experiences with Anne. We even get a clip of their first meeting, uh, where Anne comes to, talk about the abandoned lot uh, behind her house and the government needs to do something about it. And Leslie makes a pinky promise that she's going to fix it. That's better than a regular promise. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but here's the thing. As I was reflecting on the rules of pinky promises, which I often do, uh, I don't, I didn't see Leslie and Anne actually interlock pinkies. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's any binding contract there yeah Am it's I one i think it's one tier down like it's a it's a ladies agreement oh so you're saying a gentleman's agreement is no no is no. A tier no, up? no 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 <laughs> i was just using who so i i wanted to say gentleman's agreement but they're not so they're ladies but it's like it's just a, a person's agreement then how about that <laughs> it is an individual's agreement it's so it's a spoken pinky promise sans okay. physical contact okay so it's a pinky promise for the covid era yeah yeah, yeah. all right six foot distant <laughs> pinky promise still binding the all terms right. of pinky promises have you know as understood so you know it 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 it, it plays. All right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, yeah. So uh, Leslie is uh, part of this party as well is going to have a secret groundbreaking because that was, you know, that that will be the fulfillment of that promise to actually make the park happen. Uh, however, 
she is runs up in a conflict with Harold from Public Works, who you may recognize Harold from his episode in the office where he wanted to sell a plane. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, the same guy. Same guy. I just want to sell something really big, like a plane. Uh, yeah. So, um, so he Harold comes in and is like, "Hey, you're going around my back here. I never signed off on this." Um, and uh, Leslie tries to distract him with uh, sweet treats that have hazelnut in them. What were those things that that she made? I was trying. I was watching. I was like, "What? What is that? Is that a cookie?" What is I think it? they're like homemade. Uh, what are those Rocher chocolates? Oh, Ferrero Rocher. F- Ferrero Rocher. Ferrero. Too many, too many R's, and one of them you don't even bother with. Yeah. At the end, he's like, "I'm tired of R's. <laughs> Can you do a different letter for the French?" <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so homemade Ferrero Rochers. <laughs> I think. I mean, that's okay. what I go for. All right, those All right. have hazelnut in them too. Sure. I'll, I'll go. I, do you like those? Uh, they're fine. I don't. I wouldn't seek them out if there's like, oh, it's at a, it's holidays. This is the only candy that's out. Sure, I'll have one or five, but okay. I'm not gonna eat one or five. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go buy a ten of them. Kind of like almond roca. Like there's people oh, who love I hate almond almond roca. No, I'll, I'll, I'll have. It's you know, it's fine. It's it's it doesn't really taste like almonds. No, and like there's almond in there, but here's the thing about almond: it tastes like whatever you surround it with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Hazelnut though, like hazelnut has a flavor. Right. And it cuts through. And I don't really like that flavor. So, but it's interesting that you brought up almond roca because I was going to ask you on the on the scale, if you had to choose between Ferrero Rocher or Almond Roca, what would you choose? I would probably go with Almond Roca only mm. because I like uh caramel. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a denser, it's almost like a um, brittle, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. And hazelnuts right. is pretty strong. What about you? Fasting. You're fasting? You're, you're <laughs> passing. You're just like, no. Uh, no, no, thanks. I'm out. Yeah. I feel like the Ferrero Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> the Ferrero Rocher. The Ferrero Rocher. What is the name of that movie she's in? I feel like that, uh, the packaging of the Ferrero Rocher is uh, too pretentious. I feel like it wants to be a peanut butter cup because it's got that little like Reese's <laughs> bottom like high, layer. It's like a high scale peanut yeah, butter cup. But then it also has foil on it. <clears throat> it's like, pick one. Do we need all this? So, yeah, well, I, just, and, I, I don't like them. And the other thing too is like, I like Almond Roca because it's a local institution. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's down. It's made their their little factories down in Tacoma. Huh. Yeah, Washington. So, not Toyota. Not, not Tacoma to- Toyota. Not Toyota. <laughs> not, not Toyota of Tacoma. Nope. Okay. Yeah. I did not know this. Brown like, and well, Haley. So those those Brown and Haley Mound Bars. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Same, Same deal. company. I, d- Same. I didn't know that. Over a hundred years, man. Where, where are you at on applets and cutlets? That's another local institution. Yeah, I'm fine with them. My wife hates them. Oh, um, you're <clears> fine <throat> with them. Oh. No, I mean, it's a jelly. I, I don't I don't like, like you know, walnuts and 
you know, crunchy things inside of a jelly candy mostly. But again, uh, grew up with them. Reminds me of my, my, uh, my grandma. Cause I think I was annoying her one day and she's like, here, have a box of candy. And so I, it was punishment. It was, yeah, but I, I didn't, it was, it was sweet and delicious. <laughs> You're not a fan. I take no. it. They, well, anything, I don't know what, I don't know what a cutlet is, but it reminds me of a cutlet. And <laughs> that makes me think of some kind of fish. So I'm sure it doesn't taste at all like fish. Apples and apricots. Like, it sounds like apples and like cod. <laughs> like pass. No thanks. Little apples and a little bit of fish. Delicious. So, yeah. I mean, this is uh, not anything to do with this episode. but It doesn't, I mean, no. I mean, we are talking about candy, which I think Leslie Nope would be on board with. So, Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all right, so Leslie thinks she solved the Harold problem with treats. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, but he leaves, and then April uh, is helping set things up, and um, and Leslie's a little surprised by how much she's how helpful she is. And April's like, "This is the greatest having Anne leave and say goodbye to people, and it's going to be painful. It's it's one of the greatest days of my life." <laughs> and uh, which is on brand for April, but we know deep down April, and we'll even see this later. April loves Chris and Anne. They're her friends. So it'll, it'll be sad. Um, the story kind of goes back and forth between the two, the, the women's group and the men's group is kind of boys versus girls situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Chris is packing up their house and Tom and Ben and Andy and Ron and Jerry are there or Gary. Uh, and uh, they're helping pack things up. And Tom realizes that uh, mm-hmm. his name is on something on one of the boxes. And Ben sees it too. And Andy says, this one has plates name on it. <laughs> so he's he's participating. Mr. Plates. Yeah. And so Chris has taken the time to make a, mo- a memento of their friendship. And uh, people start opening uh, their stuff. And he's like... <laughs> He does have a funny bit here. I was going to give them to you later, but there is no time like the present. And then he looks right at the camera. It says, fun pun alert. <laughs> uh, Chris. And so, Ron, his is a bronze hamburger to remember their Kirk, their burger cook-off. Uh, and Ron's like, I would have preferred a regular hamburger, but this sure. is also very nice. Um, ben gets a, uh, a framed uh, 2008 audit spreadsheet uh and that chris says that's when you went from being an auditor to being a legend uh and uh jerry gets a a picture of him doing ben and leslie's (laughs) wedding and it's really a picture of ben and leslie that jerry happens to be partly in uh and uh tom gets a bottle of snake juice uh thinking and he's shocked because he thought they were all destroyed by the fda and uh (laughs) Chris says, I did have to go to a very seedy location to find it, but now I know where to go to place a bet on horse fighting, <laughs> which is uh, something I'm, I don't want to be like pro violence toward animals, mm-hmm. but I would be interested to know the mechanics of horse fighting, you know, like with rooster fighting, you, you know, they put like blades on the feet and stuff and they just kind of peck at each other. What, are the, what does a horse fight look like? I, you know, I'd like to think that they put <clears throat> like those big blow up boxing gloves on their hooves. So on they're the not, hooves. yeah. And they, and they have helmets. Okay. So they're not really getting hurt as much. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Yeah. How are they punchy? So 
they, they like do, do the the hind leg kind of thing, and then and so then, the boxing gloves are on the hind legs. No, on the front. No, the four the four legs. Four, on all four legs. No, no, no. F o r e legs. <laughs> like the the okay. foreground legs. Okay. And the, the, yeah, and then they they go up on their hind legs, and then punch, 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 punch until they lose balance, and then come down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, okay. Uh huh. And nobody gets hurt. Great. Sound that sounds as plausible as any other idea mm-hmm. now here's the other question about horses if you had to put pants on horses uh where would the pants go on the back just the back legs back legs that's closest to its butt that just okay. makes sense to me okay but not the front legs also no because the butt's in the back i know but their pants the pants are for legs well that would be a shirt then like a long sleeve shirt so like a jumpsuit <clears throat> sure I, I i could be on board with that I wouldn't, right. I would, you wouldn't put two pairs of pants on a horse. That's ridiculous. Also, what's just a pant? <laughs> well, a pant leg. No, pant. So I think one leg a is a pair of pants. Yeah. One leg of pants is a pant. A pant. So a pair of pants is both legs together. So I learned this because we grew up pretty poor and uh, <laughs> bought things on deep discount. Oh, you got like the the one pant? I got a pant and then you got a pant. I, like, oh, like, next hey, <laughs> we can sew it to, to your pants at home. <laughs> your pants at home. So one's denim, the other's corduroy, you know, mm-hmm. that's a, so that sort of thing. But you know. You gotta you gotta wait till next year to put yeah. in like one's longer than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was always a conversation starter. Yeah. And like I would say, please stop hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> to bullies. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> I just said it's, uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so then it cuts back to uh, party planning and uh, Leslie is asking April not to tell anything about the groundbreaking and then April should repeat it back to me and April's like, tell Anne about the groundbreaking, pray man for murder, release a deadly virus into the water supply. So that's good. That's going well. Um, and yeah, the party looks great and shows up and, uh, she's so excited. And, but then she asks, why is there a new year's Eve countdown, uh, and the Easter bunny and there's all these different things happening there. And Leslie says, because I don't know when we're going to see each other. So it's for all the holidays, birthday, new year, Chinese new year, flag day. Uh, and, uh, she says there ain't no party like a Leslie note party because a Leslie note party is actually 30 parties, which is too many parties. That's a lot of parties. Too many. Um, so, yeah, so it's a big deal. Things are happening. It's getting exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the uh, April wants to help and keep moving along. Um, and so she packed her a bag uh, from her house and uh, and looks in the bag, and it's a bunch of bras and knives and loose onions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so then they continue on the party cut back to Chris's house and Ben feels kind of bad uh, here as he's giving them the gift card for that store called pots and pans, as I <laughs> mentioned. Uh, and uh, he was on the, pr- Chris is like, I was on the prowl for some pots. <laughs> Those are for three pans. Uh, that's how what, do an you odd, even- what an oddly specific gift card. Yeah. Yeah. And like, why don't you just buy the three pans, <laughs> but maybe for moving, it seems like, Chris or Ben is a very practical person. And so if somebody's moving, giving them things to move seems like more work. Agreed. So 
I like I if I'm moving if either of us move uh-huh. and, and and it's like a, we're never going to see each other again situation. You have my permission to give me a gift card. Okay. Either way, if I'm moving or you're moving, you have permission to give me a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving away, so I give you a gift card. Yeah, and as a way to like, you go, know, go to Home Depot and just remember me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I know you're going to miss me a lot here. Fill the void of our relationship with, with a lum- present. That's with lumber. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, either way, all right. <laughs> I like it. I I I was like, you know, what's? I mean, that's a nice gift. Like you like you said, like they, like he doesn't have to carry anything with him. There's just thoughtful and all that. But at the same time, it's like you know, pots and pans. Like, like it's that's a useful gift. I'm older now, so I, I appreciate the sentiment. It's like, hey, you're starting over. Go get some nice uh, some nice cookware. Why yeah. not? Right. I'm fine but, with it. You know, the big problem here is the thoughtfulness of it from their perspective. Yeah, because they got pans instead of pots. Right. And Ben feels terrible. And he's mm-hmm. like, Chris put so much work into this. And I feel bad with giving him a gift card. And Ron's response is, I shook his hand twice. Yeah. I think but- more would be excessive. <laughs> so um, Tom's suggestion is the three C's, cashmere concert tickets and caboodles of cash, which is actually four C's. Uh, and uh, Beth's like, those are perfect gifts for you. And Tom's response is like, those are perfect gifts for everyone. I wish you guys were Donna. <laughs> <laughs> so cut to Ann Perkins talking to Donna and saying she'll never meet another Donna in Michigan. Uh, and uh, and yeah, it's true. Donna is great and she's wonderful. Um, and uh, now that uh, Ann's out of town, Donna's going to run the dating pool. It's going to be great for Don- for Donna. So good for her. Uh, and then uh, she looks over at a, a gentleman uh, and uh, is like makes eyes at it. And, and she's like, you don't want to go down that road. Trust me, I tried. <laughs> and his name is Steven. And it turns out uh, Steven seems to be presenting as uh, not interested in ladies in that way. So um, because yeah. he's a so, leprechaun. Yep. Okay. Exactly right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, so at the part, Ron's at the party now, and uh, he's fast. He was just at Chris and uh, Ann's house, and now he's already at the party. Um, and uh, Leslie is looking for April, and Ron's just like, I've been mostly focused on cooking these ribs, and uh, <laughs> you're out of ham and Thanksgiving turkey. Great party. <laughs> Which made me think, did Ron eat all the ham and Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, turkey? Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> absolutely he did yeah so he knows they're out because he made them out um <laughs> so that would be he's doing fourth of july at that point right ribs so you got I like so, yeah. ham for easter american uh yep 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 so it's either fourth of july or memorial day <laughs> either one it's maybe it's barbecue a barbecue season right right okay easter ham thanksgiving turkey yeah, barbecue season ribs. in order though no He's kind of choosing your own adventure calendar of meat. Oh yeah. Oh man. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could do it. You could do a jerky. You could do like an advent calendar, a jerky advent calendar. You could. Absolutely. You could. Or, I mean, I just, you know, I'm going to write a letter to Oh boy, Alberto. <laughs> I know the company is Alberto, but I want to write specifically to Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, that's Dear, a local. That's oh a local boy. company too. I know we are just repping so Man. hard for the two hundred six and the two five three and the three six zero. 
and the four two five. I guess. Do we have another one? Probably. Three six zero. I said three six zero. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a phone call yesterday. Good from job. Somebody who, thank you, uh, who recently moved from a different state, mm-hmm. and it was a cell phone, right? And I know they moved from a different state because it was a big deal when they moved here in our network. It's like, hey, these people are from somewhere else. Did you uh, give him a gift card? No, no, no. no. I was offended he didn't get me one for coming yeah. into my state. Exactly. Uh, yep. <laughs> but he already, he's been here for like two years, right? I have, I, have, I have other friends who have moved to other states and they still have their 206 phone number. Mm-hmm. He changed his number to 253 already. And I felt, I was like, man, I'm glad you're assimilating and stuff. But also it's like, you're not from here. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, gate, did... Gatekeeping the area codes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hold on to your pride for where you're from, unless you're super ashamed of where you're from, I guess. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. I never had a phone number when I lived in Michigan. So I didn't really have any option on that. All but right. I don't even know what the, I have not called anybody in Michigan ever. Because I'm so good at family. <laughs> I don't even know what the area code is out there. There's no way to know. I'll ask Ann because she's going to to Michigan. Where there's Wolverines. Yeah. So uh, lots of them. So the uh, Leslie is uh, gets a call from April because April is out at the place where they're going to do the surprise groundbreaking on the park. And uh, she says there's a public works put a padlock on that says no trespassing. Unless like that doesn't apply to us. And there's there's another sign that says, especially Leslie Nope. <laughs> and she's like, Well, that's a very common name. They must mean the professor in Copenhagen named Leslie Nope. They probably mean him. Uh and then April's like, there's three. a picture of you also. <laughs> right. <laughs> and two huge security guards. Uh so this is not going great for Leslie's big gesture for Anne. So she busts into uh to Harold's house. Um and uh no not yet she'll do that later uh so she knows it's harold is doing this and so she's gonna have to make a plan and uh then Oren walks up with uh the easter bunny takes his head off and like how long do i have to do this uh and and leslie's response is just until i say so stay in character um yeah so do you think do you think they have used Oren enough in the show i mean this is season six there's only one more season right like I'm glad they didn't spam us with Oren, but I still feel like he could have popped up a few more times. Well, let's see how busy Eric Eisenhower is in <laughs> uh, in his acting. Because maybe it's not that they want they didn't want to use him. Maybe he was just too busy. Maybe they couldn't. Yeah. So this was in 2008, 2010 when this aired. Um, uh, this episode aired January 30th, 2014. 2014. Okay, yeah. so... In 2014, he was only doing Parks and Rec. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just were like, yeah, we're good on Oren. I don't know. I I don't think Oren is the funniest part of the show. No, he's not. But I just love when he pops up, you know, like he was in the bunny (laughs) costume. Like he it's just where is he going to pop up next? Yeah. Yeah. He's like an Easter egg. That's why he probably was in the Easter bunny suit. That is next level. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Um, you've convinced me. We need more Oren. So, uh, so Anne, it cuts to Anne. She's talking to Leslie or Ben about how to handle Leslie. Um, 
and like don't watch Julia and Julie Andrews movies before bed gets her too hyper. Mm-hmm. And then Chris and needs help too. So Ben tells her like if Chris gets cranky around noon, just stuff some chia seeds into a fig <laughs> works every time. <laughs> like you're giving your dog medicine wrapped in <laughs> cheese. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so they both realize that they have intense people in their lives, um, which is amazing. Um, and then, uh, but they're look, Anne's like, where's Leslie? I haven't seen her. And Ben's like, oh, she's probably just pri- trying to pull out an elaborate, thoughtful surprise for you. Um, and, uh, and then <laughs> Ben's like, where's Chris? And Anne says, I told him that one headlight by the wallflowers isn't dancing music. And he said, not with that attitude. And then it cuts to, to Chris dancing to one headlight by the wallflowers. Uh, and he is going for it. <laughs> and I, I, I love that song. Love it. That whole album is awesome. Yeah. Jacob Dylan. Yeah. And the Son wallflowers. Of Bob Dylan. Son. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it is. I, I love that album. And I introduced it to Judah uh, last summer after he got his driver's license. He's driving around our Ford Ranger, 96 Ford Ranger. And I was like, all right, you don't really have reliable air conditioning. So you need to get real comfortable with leaning all the way over to roll the other window down uh, <laughs> and remember to roll it back up uh, and lock your doors and all that stuff. But then I was like, then you also need to have a an album that you play all summer. And I, I gifted him a copy of bringing down the horse by the wallflowers because it is perfect summer driving in a truck record. I'm not going to argue with that. It's so good. Um, every song on that album is like a time machine that takes me back to 1996 (laughs) or whenever that album came out. (laughs) And I just listen to it all the time. It's so good. And so Chris's response to dancing to that song, I get it, man. I get it. Now, it doesn't really excuse how he was dancing. No, no. I mean, but that's just how he dances. That is right? how he dances. He's letting the music take him away. Yeah. Um, now, Jeremy, mm-hmm. I, I I love that album from the Wallflowers. Yeah. I don't know any of their other songs or albums. <laughs> I'm a terrible fan. Terrible. Do you know any other songs from the Wallflowers off of other than what's on that album? Um, other than what's on on the bringing down the horse, the horse. Oh man, um, I'd have to go with probably I don't know. Red Letter Days was pretty decent. Um, that was from that was around two thousand two, two thousand three. Uh-huh. Right after that yeah. was Rebel Sweetheart, and then there's uh-huh. a, there's a bit of a hiatus, um, which I don't know if that's the name of an album or they just took it's a not. hiatus. Okay, <laughs> um, and then they were glad all over. So um, yeah, wow, they that's... had a good break. Yeah, so I'm you know being a huge Wallflowers fan <laughs> that uh, that I am. Okay. Um, they're still active, which they is are, good. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. No, I've, I've actually seen the Wallflowers. They opened up for Pearl Jam around that time, 96, 97, uh, or 90, it might've been 97, um, when I saw them and, uh, yeah, they were, they were really good and they're, they're so good. So we were going to try to see them in town when they were going to come to town. Um, and I, they were coming in May. And so I looked online and I was like, Oh, cool. Judah, let's go. And then I looked at the tickets and they're all sold out because this was a tour that they were going to go on with, Matchbox 20. Oh, 
in third third eye blind (laughs) no oh but oh if only oh my word uh it was but it was scheduled for the spring of 2020 Oh, and yeah. they're just now getting around to rescheduling those shows. So all the tickets were sold out and anything on resale was like $500. Like, no, not going this year, my friend. But anyway, the, uh, yeah. So Chris is busting a move to one headlight because you can drive it home with one headlight. Uh, so then cut to, uh, Andy running over <laughs> to Ann saying, Ann, we used to date. <laughs> Not just Ann. He goes, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> we used to date. <laughs> and Ann's like, yeah, and we lived together. Um, and so, and then Andy's like, yeah, anyway, you're the best. Have fun in Mexico. <laughs> and he leaves. He just pieces out. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just a big, dumb animal, folks. Uh, yeah. So then... Um, Leslie is calling Harold, uh, asking for him to call her back. Uh, and you know, she's not, he's not. Um, and so then, uh, Leslie, Ben is there. He's like, I look through the bylaws of the city. I don't think there's anything I can do. Um, and that's like, what's the point of being married to a city manager? If you can't wield your unfettered power to crush my enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and so it looks like they hit a wall, but then April and, uh, shows up and, uh, Les is like, are you all right? What's happening? And April's happy. And she's like, I'm just so scared that this means that Anne won't really leave. And, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. And then Tom is talking to Anne is like, Hey, life, quite a ride. Uh, and, uh, and Tom his going away. President is deleting Anne from her, fo- from his phone. Um, so that she'll be free from his animal magnetism. Um, and, uh, yeah. So that, that's very super generous of him. And then Jerry uh, is uh, tells Anne that she was always so thoughtful and such a delight to have around. And uh, I'm sure you're going to be an incredible mother. And then Anne says, thanks, Larry. That's nice. <laughs> and Ron then says, uh, goodbye, Anne. I have enjoyed parts of our time together. <laughs> And then cut to Anne, and she's weeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, that was really something. I was like, that was so nice. And Jerry's crying, and it's a whole thing uh, because Ron is just a bunch of emotions right now. Yeah, he's just like, emoting. Cool it, man. You shook a man's hands twice? Come on. You're making people cry, saying you appreciate them? What's wrong with you, Ron? Enjoying a party? God. Uh, he, was, so- he was full of ham and turkey, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the tryptophan is tripping him up. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ben is like, we got to do something for Chris. Um, and Andy says, I got him this City of Pawnee mug and this cool jacket. And Jerry's like, that is Chris's jacket. He's like, cool. And we know he likes it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Ben has some old receipts from lunches they had together. Uh, and Ron has a note card that says Ron. <laughs> This is my contribution. It says Ron. Uh, and Chris, Chris comes over and Andy throws everything in a bag. He's like, hey, we got you some cool gifts. Uh, and uh, Chris opens it up and uh, he's like, oh, some assorted items and some pieces of paper. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is not solving Ben's angst here on giving a thoughtful gift to Chris. Uh, so. 
Uh, Anne is talking to Leslie uh, and uh, talking about how the event, the whole party has just been so awesome. She saw a pilgrim line dancing with a box of candles. Um, and uh, But she doesn't understand why Leslie feels so sad. And Leslie tells her about the surprise groundbreaking party and can't do it because Harold is such a jerk face. Um, and uh, so they fence the whole thing. It can't go. And Anne's like, first of all, don't apologize. And second of all, screw Harold. Uh, if it, if I've learned anything from you, it's that we don't take no for an answer. Anything is possible if we work hard enough. And so, um, yeah. So Aunt Leslie's like super stoked. Anne's on on board. Um, and uh, let, Anne is April is there too. And so, all right, everybody, hands in one, two, three, and uh, they all say different things. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie says groundbreaking. Anne says, let's go. And April says, dark forces arise. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I guess I didn't plan what we're all going to say. That's my bad. And so, uh, so they take off they go to Harold's house and they just bust on in unannounced. And, uh, and Harold is not happy. He's playing cards with his friends. Um, and, uh, and he's like, well, you put a fence at, let's like, you put a fence around the Sullivan street lot. And he's like, yeah, you snuck around behind my back. I told you I don't like it. And so I'm not going to help you. Uh, and then, uh, and it was like, look, you have a great opportunity. We just think of us as your two genies who can give you anything you want. Nothing gross. Uh, and Harold, all he wants is super fizzy fruity pop, mm. which sounds awful. Uh, but uh, Sweetums used to stock their office as a promotion, and then Catherine Pinewood took it away. And so Harold's like, if you can get that back, I'll give you a key. And so Leslie's like, all right, let's do this. And so this is where it becomes even more like, let's visit all the people of Pawnee. Mm-hmm. It's like a clip show without being a clip show. So this is where I kind of started getting annoyed because I don't like Catherine Pinewood. I'm fine if she's never in the show again. Let the scavenger hunt commence. Yeah, so they go looking for folks. Um, and uh, but yeah, so Leslie knows that Catherine hates her. Uh, and uh, but Anne's like, Look, you're lucky you're with the person who loves you the most. And uh, so they go on their adventure. Uh, Chris is then still at the party, he's talking to Donna, talking about how remarkable she is. Uh, and Donna says, I just want you to know that I always thought you were hot. And Chris mm-hmm. responds with, I know. And uh, then Talks to April and is like, April says, yeah, yeah, you saw a lot of potential in me. I'm like a daughter to you. It was the truth to watch me blossom, blah, blah, blah. And Chris says, that's really close. And also, I'm proud of you. So they go in for a hug. And then Chris is like, Donna, are you grabbing my butt? <laughs> Donna's like, can you blame me? No. <laughs> Which is assault, man. Um, that is harassment. Uh, it is. It's harassment with emphasis on the harass. Uh, oh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they get to talk to Catherine Pinewood and she's like, no, I can't help you. Uh, I don't have time for disgraced former politicians and unmarried pregos. Wow. And they're like, wow, you're great. Uh, and so, uh, they, uh, are like, look, there's gotta be something we can do. Um, we really need the key so we can get, we need to get these sodas. And Catherine's like, why, I don't know why I should do you favors. If you were still a city council, maybe, um, but you were recalled and, uh, yeah, so she's just making Leslie mad, um, and uh, and Anne is like, "No, we're going to do this." And so Catherine is like, "We need a uh, celebrity spokesman to endorse our new sports drink," and uh, and so if you can make that happen, maybe we'll give you what you want. Um, and uh, so who do they want? Cut to 
Pistol Pete. And he's like, they already tried to get me to endorse the sports drink. I said, no, they want me to dunk on the label. Uh, when are they going to know that I'm more than a high school basketball star? Um, and, uh, and I was like, I'm sure it's not about the basketball. <laughs> Pete says, it's called Sweetums Dunktastic Three-Point B-Ball Blast. The slogan is, it's all about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that tastes like? What, what flavor would you go with? Huh. Interesting question. If it's Sweetums, the name Dunktastic Three-Point Basketball Blast, I would imagine that it somehow tastes like strawberry milk after <laughs> after dipping Oreos in it. Oh, what? Because of the dunk? Yeah, you got to dunk something in it. Oh, it's I, a, I wouldn't it, be surprised if it was just strawberry milk as it, an energy drink. It's a new sports drink. It's just <laughs> yeah. straight up strawberry milk. <laughs> you drink it on the sidelines. Oh, milk is a terrible, milk is a terrible just, idea. Just start throwing up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what would you say? I'm lactose like? intolerant. Um, I, I, I have no clue. I just see, I, I see blue. I don't know. I don't know what flavor it would be. <laughs> the but flavor blue. blue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Just uh, just so you know, there is no actual like natural ingredients in this at all. So even if you're lactose intolerant, there's no lactose to worry about. Okay. It just oh. really it just really tastes like milk. It's, it's got like that consistency. It's a non dairy. It's it's non dairy <laughs> strawberry milk. It's non identifiable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't know what's in it. It's but Sweetums what, brought it. It's just it's it's McDonald's ice cream slurry. Oh my gosh, I love I love McDonald's ice cream. Yeah, when the machine's working. You know, people, I think people are just going to bad McDonald's. I, I've only had one time where the machine wasn't working uh, in some, my life. Summertime in Seattle gets a little rough, I feel, and uh, they, they have a tendency to shut down. Do you I've, know what the deal is with the, the ice cream machines at McDonald's? Like why they suck? Yeah, why they can't just fix them. Well, yeah, it's because it's a proprietary system that they have to buy and they don't have the code and they have yeah. to actually get the consultant to come out and yeah, it's a whole deal. It's a whole deal. And then somebody came up with a device that could actually reset it for them, but then McDonald's is suing them and yeah. yeah and, and here's the deal. It's like, we just want ice cream, man. I just want to make flurry, make it happen. Yeah. I, you know I wanna, ice cream machines never fail? I want a hollow spoon, uh, Dairy Queen. Yep. And? Uh, I don't know who else has ice cream machines. Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. And That's what I was gonna say. Burger Chick -fil -A. King. Chick Fil A and Chick Fil A. I've never had a Burger King milkshake. Do they do milkshakes? I think they do. Oh man, because you have so many ideas. Today. Can have it your way. That's right. Those jingles. How do you feel about them? The new Burger King jingles. It's it's the hotness at all the schools because I have an 11 year old and a 13 year old, and my 11 year old says, like, the not a day goes by that there isn't a group of kids singing that jingle. The the BK. Have it your way, Jingle. <laughs> just day and night. They just go around singing it. Although she also says that some of the boys, because like, it snowed here recently, and she says, do you know what the boys said, Dad? I was like, about this now? And I said, no, what? She, they were walking around. They're they holding their hands open with snow. And they said, hey, you want some of this snow cane? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Did they snort it? I don't. I don't know. That's. I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give her any ideas or let her know how that worked. So I just oh, laughed and said, "Boys is dumb." If, <laughs> so. if I was able to be there, I'd be. I would just be like, 
How do you know? How do I know it's the good stuff? <laughs> do you know the value of this mountain? <laughs> Snow cane. Wow. Snow cane. What yeah. school is this? <laughs> oh, you know, I think they're just getting ready for Cocaine Bear, the movie. Oh, my and, word. Uh, yeah. Oh, my word. Yes, it's going to be great. So anyway, Pete <laughs> is out. And so they're like, well, maybe there's another one that we can look for. And so cut to them talking to Pert happily uh, as he says, no, uh, he, he doesn't just say no. He says, there is such a thing as journalistic integrity. And it's something that I have as a journalist with integrity. Uh, and uh, Anne says, it's really important, Pert, please, for old time's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pert's like, well, the story of that heart appeal is it was heartfelt. In response to that appeal, I respond, okay. <laughs> and we find out that Anne went on a date with Purd when she was single, trying to figure out her life. And uh, yeah, and the date ended with him saying, I'm going to kiss you now by putting my mouth on your mouth. And Anne ran away. <laughs> so <laughs> I just like, I feel like Purd would have been like a point guard. Probably a guard. And I just think it would be hilarious if he's coming up the court and just, you know, to get the play going. And he's like, the name of this play is Five Out. (laughs) To everybody. I don't know what that means. Well, I just, I mean, you can name it anything. You know, the name of this play is Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. He would tell everybody the plays is what you're saying. Right. He would communicate exactly what's going to happen. It's like... (laughs) The, the the strategy of this play is the center is going to hold up at the top of the key and you would just do the whole thing and then the shot clock would expire. <laughs> this pass <laughs> is going to the post. Uh, the other day I was driving with my daughter. I'm just driving around. We spent a lot of time in the car together. Mm-hmm. and uh, Listen to the wallflowers. Yeah. Well, my daughter. Mm-hmm. She oh, does yeah. not want to listen to the wallflowers. Um, she doesn't really want to listen to anything um, other than uh, wallows. Anyway, we're driving around and uh, she just stops all of a sudden and goes, March Madness is almost here. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love you so much. It's the only basketball that I actually have time to watch and it's all condensed into just a couple of weeks and I love it. But yeah, anyway, it's going to be exciting. I'm March Madness. Um, yeah. So cut back to the party and Jerry is saying we, sh- we all feel bad, but we should just tell Chris the truth that we feel bad. We didn't get him anything. And Tom's like, the truth that's hilarious <laughs> we'll tell him we had the perfect gift but we were robbed at gunpoint <laughs> now chris feels bad and he's buying us gifts <laughs> uh so uh and again ron says i don't know what the problem is i shook the man's hand twice <laughs> so um uh yeah chris comes over and uh he's got a Kennedy mask from the President's Day booth and uh, he does his Kennedy impersonation and Andy's laughing like oh that's from the family guy right <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and so Ben's like look we have to tell you something we uh, are, we feel bad you got us such thoughtful gifts and we got you three pans and a bag of nothing <laughs> Uh, and, and Chris like, I don't need anything. My buddy boxes were about the past, but let's focus on the future because we're always going to be friends. And, uh, and they do a cheer for the future, a toast. And, uh, and then Ben looks at Ron. He's like, I've got an idea. And Ron does the thing with like his note points at his nose is like, yep, I'm on it. So then they, uh, 
Anne and Leslie run back to Harold's house, just walk inside and like, do you guys ever knock? And like, no, but we got Pert happily to sign on with Sweden. So mean, you get your sodas back, uh, which means we got our key. Everything's in writing. Now call off your guards. And so Harold says, fine. Uh, and, uh, gives them a key. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, then they leave and go to the, the, the park. And let's just like, I'm going to call the official ceremonial ribbon cutting guy. Um, and, uh, as she goes inside and she starts going <laughs> to scare off the raccoons, uh, which I'm glad that was a bit that didn't just go away. That sure. There's still raccoons, uh, running amok in Pawnee. Uh, and, uh, and like, oh, that's one thing I'm not going to miss. And this is where Abel says, well, Michigan has Wolverines. Maybe they'll eat your toes. Um, and Anne's like, well, how long are you going to be in Pawnee? Are you going to stay here? And Abel's like, I, I like it here. And it, Andy promised that someday we'll move to Transylvania, but that probably won't happen until we're like 100. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and then Anne says, I'm really happy that you guys are married. And April's like, why? It's because I love him. I love you. Why wouldn't I want you to be happy? Um, and uh, And then April says really quietly <laughs> and uh and Anne's like what's that <laughs> and so Anne says for your gift i'm not going to make you say that out loud um and uh, and then she says thanks they hug and leslie's like oh did i miss something a nice moment and uh and Anne's like yes you did <laughs> leslie's response is just oh good <laughs> So then uh, they cut back to uh, the cut back to the guys and uh, um, they're going to Chris's house. He's like, hey, you guys caught me on my my first run of the day. So it's like midnight, maybe. Uh, And uh, and he's like, I call it my beat the sun run. It's a race between me and the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they uh, give him a box that Ron fashioned. It's a quarter sawn zebra wood adjoined by floating tenons to the black walnut corner post finished with a wiping varnish that's a secret swanson family recipe handmade at my wood, sh- wood shop uh and and uh yeah it's a great looking box and it's empty and ben says that's for all your new memories that you're going to make with your family and, and then andy says or twizzlers mm-hmm. that's the fun thing about a box you can put anything in it <laughs> uh and anything uh, you want to keep cold tommy yeah and uh, so then they open it up and they've all burned their initials into it. Uh, and Chris is looking at it and then he says, who's G L or G J L G G. And that's Gary, Jerry, Larry, Gergich, Gengerch. <laughs> I've heard all my names. I don't know what to do. Um, and, uh, and Chris is very appreciative. And then he's misting up and he takes his finger, wipes a tear and, and puts it in the box. And uh, he's like, this is the first memory for my baby and Ron says salt water will warp the wood. Mm. So keep your tears in your eyes where they belong. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, so Leslie and Ann are talking at the park and Leslie's like, can I still call when I have thoughts on Jennifer Anderson's future? And Ann's like, not if I call you first. And, uh, Leslie's committing to be on the phone for every state of the union address, every Oscar red carpet coverage, every single viewing of Tootsie. And of course, of course, um, and, uh, Leslie's like, you changed me. You taught me how to bounce life, how to be patient. <laughs> and Anne's like, mm, mm. how to be more patient, <laughs> uh, how to throw bureaucratic caution to the wind when it came to Ben. Um, and then most importantly, you taught me that I can't pull off a tulip skirt. 
Just, just not your shape. <laughs> uh, so it turns out, ceremonial ribbon cutting guy, he's not going to make it because it's the middle of the night. He either flaked or tripped and impaled himself on his own giant scissors. That's the only possibility, right? Right. Um, and uh, so they're like, we wait for no man, and they get some shovels, and they uh, break the ground for the groundbreaking. And then Ant says, all right, that's that got my park. That's all I wanted from you. Friendship over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have loved if it just went to credits right then. Season's over. Series over. I'm for it. Um, yeah. So, and and they were sitting on the park bench, right? Which was in her office. It was, but so, I mean, she she's a planner. She I'm sure she had it. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess. Um, so the next day, packing up everything. Um, and uh, Leslie says, there's no one good enough for you, but you're pretty close to Chris. And uh, and, and she's like, this is normal. This is a big, no big deal. And drive safe. And Nan's like, we will. And they're packed. They're crying. There's tears. And Leslie um, packed sandwiches and some caffeine-free iced tea because Anne is pregnant. And there's a CD, a mixed CD loaded with Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, and so it's good. things are going to get emotional. And, uh, and they drive off. Chris and Anne. Argonzo and Ron suggests breakfast unless it's pretty sad. And Ron's response is there has never been a sadness that can't be cured by breakfast food. Put that on a t-shirt, just print it up. Think it is true. And so the remaining crew, the last of us, if you will, they (laughs) come together (laughs) for breakfast. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And that's the episode. The last line of the episode is Ron saying, bacon and eggs, please, and thank you. Which is a great... I mean, Ron's really the hero of this whole episode. Making the box and everything. Shaking a man's hand twice. Come on. Getting breakfast, you know, the idea of breakfast rolling. Yeah. Yeah, he's keeping everybody <clears throat> moving forward. And this, and it ends on a crane shot as the yeah. car's pulling off and you see the the town in the distance. And I think there was only... I feel like there was only one other crane shot and that was back during the, the fair when she, when she did the, the when they the did harvest. The, big, the harvest festival. Yeah. And right at the end and there's a big crane shot there too. Um, so yeah, anyway, I don't know. That just stuck out to me cause it's, you don't see that a lot with these sitcoms. Right. Well, it's filmed like a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. True. And so very rarely, if you're actually trying to document somebody's life, uh, do you have a crane available? Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so that's probably why it felt a little jarring. Well, yeah. But if you think about it, like, like if they, the, if there is a documentary crew here for these events, they would know these things are happening. Right. They would know like when Chris and Ann are going to move. And so they do a, they do a good job, I think, of employing the crane shot because it is like these are momentous things. Right. Like the Harvest Festival saved. The parks department and like zoom out to see how big this is. How big is Leslie's ambition and look what she can accomplish. Right. And so like, that's a great shot. And then this one is like zooming out to say, Leslie, the world is bigger than Pawnee. And uh, that's going to be something that she's going to have to learn in the coming weeks and next season. So, yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, that's all. So, it's so good. Well like, put. Yeah, I I studied some film. <laughs> <laughs> I 
had a student today that when I came into class, they always talk about weird stuff when I come into class. Um, one time <laughs> that student said, it didn't matter that she was 13. It was okay then. <laughs> I was like, what is what? happening? Uh, she, and she was talking about her like grandparents years and years and years ago, whatever. Um, and then today, my, one of my students was like, as, uh, wait, wait, as far as what? Well, they were dating and like this, the, her grandparents were dating when like grandma was 13 and uh, grandpa was like 17 or something. Whoa. It, but it was a long time ago is what the point was. People didn't have that big of a deal about it, I guess. I don't know. So the today they asked me who my favorite villain is of all time. Mm-hmm. And we time. Time is the greatest villain? No, the, the correct answer is Anton Sugar. Uh, he's he fantastic. He's so good. Call it friendo. Oh, man, I love that movie. And so we started talking about that movie. And one of us, the, the students in this conversation was like, I want to watch more better movies. And I'm like, <laughs> you should. That should be the name of a, like a podcast or website. Watch more better movies. Jeremy, I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> we should totally do that. After okay. we finish all of these, all right. watch more better movies. Yeah. Oh man, I would love that. <laughs> It'd be I'd, so I'd, much fun. <laughs> I'd listen to that. <laughs> but, and and in and eight years when we we uh, finally finish all these sure shows, as long as he doesn't keep making more. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch more better movies. <laughs> watch more better movies. I'm for it. Let's do it. But then it's only like just terrible movies stardust <laughs> oh, oh troll two who's in i would be on board yeah anyway that's the end of this episode it's over yeah. okay so see ya. uh yeah i you know it as we walk through it you know i started to like it more remembering things mm-hmm. um but you know 8.8 there's so many episodes that should i think should be way higher rating than than this like i don't think like some of the best episodes got like 7.2 come on yeah, guys like kaboom mm. incorrect <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it um in the trivia uh, section so one of the things i was going to throw out was when uh uh she was talking about um when leslie was talking about the scrapbooks for uh ann mm-hmm. and and this is a little fun fact that she made 103 scrapbooks and this is 103rd episode in the series depending upon how you're counting but it was more that i didn't pause it but the one that i noticed that i thought was hilarious was there's a scrapbook called kelly clarkson concerts one two <laughs> and three <laughs> and so here's a couple of the other ones that um were that are on imdb if you want to check them out thoughts on sam watterson was a scrapbook nurse okay, ann uh-huh. eat read uh, eat, read, eat, pray, love, talk. <laughs> the mystery Wait, of say that again. It's eat, so it's eat, comma, read, read, eat, pray, love, and talk. So <laughs> eat, read, talk. <laughs> so it's like All a right. little cal, cal zone zone. Uh, the mystery of the woman we saw in Food and Stuff who looked like Isla Fisher. Um, first text message. So that's probably a very small. Uh, Scrapbook, uh, road trips, huge. <laughs> road trips, one hundred miles or more, the breakfast album, Halloween, the Kelly Clarkson, Valentine's Day, and pregnant exclamation mark. That's a lot of, that's a lot of scrapbooks. Yeah, how many scrapbooks would you say you've made in my life? Yeah, um, counting like 
counting like like family ones. Yeah, you. How many have you made? Zero. Okay. Yeah. Zero scrapbooks. I, I, I have the same number. <laughs> so I, it's probably just that Leslie's making up for all the ones that we're not making. Probably. Yeah. I know what gift card I'm getting you now when you move. Uh, as a gift card to scrapbooks. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yep. Please don't pass. That's Past. it. I mean, that's that's all. I mean, as far as trivia and stuff goes, right. um, except for Rashida Jones. I did not know this. She left the show to begin her work on writing Toy Story 4. She wrote Toy Story 4? Well, and then I looked up like the writing credits for Toy Story 4, and it was John Lasseter because uh-huh. he owns Pixar or does everything. Andrew Stanton, yeah. Josh Cooley, Valerie LaPointe, Rashida Jones, Will McCormick, Martin Hines, Stephanie Folsom, Andrew Stanton. And it's like, how many people wrote that movie? Well, that many, I guess, but that's a lot. It seems like well, too many. It seems like too many for a movie that was probably not necessary. That's eight people, and then there are a couple of screenplay buys. So, hmm. Hmm. was she even a voice in that? I don't know. There's no way to know. Anyway, no. well, cool, man. Well, what uh, what do we got? What do we got next week? Next week is anniversaries. Anniversaries, and so uh, Ben makes a dangerous confession. Ooh, I feel like that's a name of an 80s movie, like a drama. Oh, it probably is. Dangerous Confessions. Starring Sandra Bernhardt. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the poster. Like, I know it's not yeah, real. It's, like, but I it's could, like a blue cover. totally and see. Like yes. Staring to the left. <laughs> yes. And maybe holding a gun. And there's like a shadow. There's like a shadow of a shadowy figure behind her. Like, yes. Like, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, oh and gosh. an envelope that says confessions. And it turns out it's on Ray the Liotta. Table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is Ray Liotta. It's How'd you real. know? It is. Well, yeah, because it's confessions of a yeah, yeah, dangerous confessions. It's it's Ray Liotta, and you think is he the villain? No, Mm-mm. it's Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Silence of the Hams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who to? I mean, major twist. Major Cute. twist. That's the confession. Yeah, the confession is the writers didn't know what they were doing because yeah. they were on as much coke as the cocaine bear, starring. Ray Liotta, boom, full circle. Wow, wow. I, uh, I when I saw him in that trailer, I was like, "Oh, Ray Liotta's in this." How long ago did they start making this movie? Because <laughs> he's been he's been yeah, dead he, for he, some time. He passed away. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I was like, "Have they just been sitting on this, waiting until for like the COVID like theater fear to die down, <laughs> so that people are like, no, you got to see this." In IMAX, you gotta waiting, see this thing huge. They're waiting for that perfect moment when there's nothing else better to watch. Oh, when would that be? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> With this movie on the docket, that could be <laughs> never. So, all right. Well, I uh, I do have to go because I have tickets to Cocaine Bear, so I got to get moving. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, bye. I don't. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> see ya.